Welcome everyone to our interview with Connor Hollenbeck, varsity athlete in high school for football, basketball and track and field competing in high jump, was a wide receiver and punter at Edinburgh University in 2019 for the Iowa Barnstormers of the Indoor Football League. He was 8th in the league in total yards, 7th in touchdowns, 4th in the league with receptions in 13 games, now projected starting stopper for the Griffins, a potential all-star, Connor Hollenbeck, welcome to Bounce Off. Thank you, I appreciate it, it's an honour to be on here. Thank you very much for agreeing to speak to me today. How are you finding the the league so far? How are you settling into everything? This is awesome. You know, I've been here for about a month now, and this is one of the best times of my life. This is a very fun sport. Uh, you know, it's very challenging, so it's something new that I get to, you know, improve on every day. So I'm really enjoying that aspect of it. Your enthusiasm for for playing the sport really comes out in your like social media presence. Looking back at how you were using things like Instagram before the announcement that you were part of the league was made, you were posting a lot of highlights of you dunking in high school or you just getting yep. dunks in or in the gym. Was that an intentional tease that you were going to be part of this new thing or was that just what you were doing with your free time? Well, so when I heard about Slam Ball, you know, they wanted kind of a basketball highlight tape, but I didn't play basketball outside of high school, so you know, I had to go to the gym and make sure I could still do all the things I said I could do. And, you know, I filmed them and just sent them into the people who requested it. So are there a lot of outtakes from filming that then? Were there moments where you're like, oh, I don't know if we can still get up there? <laughs> well, I have been working out, you know, and my body feels good. So I had a feeling I could still do all that. And it was just reassuring knowing that I could. Okay. With your excitement, I have to assume, were you a fan of the earlier seasons of the sport? Like back in 2002, 2008? Yeah, me and my cousins would, you know, be hanging out over the summer and uh, we'd turn on Spike TV and, you know, watch BattleBots, all these different types of shows. And then Slam Ball would come on and we would always watch that. So I love this sport. Did you try to, I know there's some guys who said that they put trampolines in front of basketball hoops and tried to recreate it at home. Did you make that mistake as well? I, I lived on a trampoline as a kid, you know, I was always on one every day of the summer. And, of course, we put basketball hoops up there and we're dunking all the time. Wonderful. So talking a little bit about the preseason, like you say, you've been there for about a month now. You're one of what's being dubbed the Super 24, right? The 24 initial athletes who are brought in, who got a couple extra weeks training because they're expected to be part of this this new generation of slam ball stars. Does being involved in that feel like an honor to you or does it feel entirely earned to get to that stage? Yeah, it was a big honor, you know, uh, a lot of us already had played professional sports. So, you know, it wasn't like a big shocker that a lot of us were invited because that's what they were looking at, you know, professional athletes, especially football and basketball. So uh, I was definitely honored and very happy to be in the Super 24. What was that experience like and how has that initial couple of weeks of training differed from the rest of the time you've been involved in the league so far? So it was a lot of just getting used to the trampolines, like, I don't know how many times we would jump during the day, but it was a couple hundred, you know, telling us to get up as high as we can and, you know, just doing really little things that you don't think, you know, makes a big difference, but just the way you swing your arms, the way you point your toes and all that. We did a lot of that type of stuff. Do you feel like you got to grips with that quickly or is that something you're still figuring out the little minute details of? Yeah. Like I said, I basically grew up on a trampoline, so I was already pretty good. It was just, you know, learning things that I didn't already know and just tweaking, you know, my own uh, set of 
you know, my own structure that I already had in my head of how I jumped on a trampoline. So it was just tweaking little things like that and makes a big difference. Okay. Have you been on trampoline since you were a kid? Like, are you part of the trampoline park craze or not so much? Not so much. You know, I've been to Sky Zone, which we have over here a few times with my nephews and, you know, stuff like that. But I never did anything crazy. Okay. During the Super 24 time, were there any players that you noticed in training that have excelled way beyond what you thought they'd be able to do since then? Like they're now at a stage where you're like, I didn't think they'd be that good this fast. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of us, you know, recently I kind of dunk off the top tramp until about two weeks ago. So it really took me two weeks to get that feeling. And, you know, I came in to camp thinking it was going to be easy. Like I was going to be taking off right away, doing all these tricks, but it's a lot harder. And then you see other guys who are just naturals, you know, they're big guys like me and they just got it, you know, the first day and they're taking off their whole bodies above the rim. It was pretty crazy to see. In terms of getting involved with the league at this early stage, you've credited, uh, um, I believe it's coach Amir Ismail with getting you involved in the league. Um, how did he help you get this opportunity? He played for the Ombres back when they first started. Right. So he, I think through his agency, he's also like a football agent, you know, works with an agency. He got a uh, tip about slam ball coming back. So I guess he sent Rob Wilson, our player personnel guy a couple people that he coached who he would think would be good in slam ball and right. i was one of them so what's your relationship like with coach ismail is that something like were you someone that he was immediately pressing like this is the guy or are you like one of many people that he thought might be quite good so i know it's about maybe three of us that he sent to rob wilson right. and uh amir was my coach in 2020 for the iowa barnstormers and I must have really impressed him during training camp because COVID shut the whole season down that year. So I was really only with him for two weeks. So it's, you think that you're someone that he's kept an eye on since then? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I've uh, I've kept in contact with him and, you know, he probably sees my height. He knew I played basketball and being a wide receiver, you know, I'm pretty athletic too. So he probably just thought that skill set would really work. In terms of what I see from you posting clips on Twitter or on Instagram um, of your, your time at the stopper position, the biggest thing that comes to me is your timing and making sure that you're getting up there at the appropriate time to make a block. Um, do you feel like that's a strong point of your slam ball game or is it not as strong as other elements? Yeah, I think that's the strongest point. Uh, you know, all the coaches were telling me that, you know, comes naturally to me. They're saying like, you know, you get the best timing out of anybody. And it's just, that's a really important thing. So I think being a QB back in the day probably helped with that. Okay. Well, but were you a QB in high school or? Yep. I was a QB in high school and then first two years of college. And then they switched me to wide receiver. Ah, right. I've missed that in looking at your, your player background. So something that's been a big thing for me looking at, at previewing all the teams is trying to find players who have a higher level of distribution than other guys. Is that something that you think you have over maybe some of the other stoppers in the league? Uh, yeah, I would say so, definitely. Being you know, my basketball. background, yeah, my background definitely helps with that. And how much is uh, how much is that helped by the fact that you've taken up um, disc golf? It feels like that would be good at, at making the right pass. <laughs> yeah, I actually did play that a couple times, and that's that's a really fun sport. Do you think that's improved your accuracy <laughs> with throwing mm -hmm. things? Yeah, for sure, one hundred percent.
when it comes to the training for slam ball, what's something that from your football background has become a really easy thing for you to jump into the league with? Uh, the contact, you know, I don't shy away from contact. I was the wide receiver who would be sent going across the middle, right to the middle linebackers, whether it was blocking or catching a pass. So, you know, I'm used to that and I welcome all the contact. I'm ready for that. Is that an open floor as well as in front of the rim? Or is there, are you still a little bit nervous maybe of going up on the trampolines and getting hit? Oh, no, I'm not nervous of that. And then I think another strong point is if I ever go to Gunner is my defense. Really? On the, yep, on the floor. Just knocking guys over? Is that what we're talking yeah. here? Are we talking, okay, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> not letting them into the trampoline. You know, That's whether it's getting the steal. Yeah. Okay. Are you being coached to try both sort of positions or are they right now just focusing on focus on stopper for now? We'll do gunner later. Yeah, I'm getting uh, reps at gunner and stopper. So okay. both of them. That's why it was crucial. We got a backup stopper. That was going to be one of my questions later on. Were you nervous prior to getting that backup stopper that you were going to be entrusted with a lot of minutes of that position? Was that something you were nervous you about? You would think so, but I kept telling coach, I'm fine with being the only stopper. Like, I'm never going to have to go out. But he's like, if you get kneed in the face or something, then you have to go out. So, like, all right. We'll they were nervous. One. You weren't. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I was ready to go. Do you think you've got the the energy, you've got the tank that you'd be able to play the full game, take all those hits? I imagine yeah. you're getting hit 30, 40 times a game and you'd still be able to keep going. Yeah, definitely. We've, like, scrimmaged and stuff like that. I've played stopper the whole time, so. That's fine. On that, I know that the teams right now are playing, where you're doing training where it's two teams on the floor at the same time. Who are the Griffins training alongside? Uh, we're with the RAF. The RAF? Okay, what can you yep. tell me about their team? How do you feel about doing exercises with another squad at the same time? Do you feel like you're holding things back so they don't see your full game? Uh, no, neither of us are holding things back. You know, we both have, both teams have the same mindset. So I think we actually work really well together during practice. Are you getting like, do you feel like you're going to be better suited to playing against them when it comes to to proper serious games, maybe versus other teams because you've had an opportunity to see how they play? Or will it just be totally different once it's a proper game scenario? Yeah, I feel like once the lights are on, you know, it's all the practice we had with them is just going to be, you know, kind of thrown out the window. And we're going to treat them like any other team we'd be playing, whether they're new or not. Okay. What, in terms of training, what have been your biggest takeaways from working with Jelani, Janice, and Rodney Bond and their experience as slam ball players? They're very tough uh, slam ball players. That, you know, when we're back at our uh, Airbnb watching film, we watch them and they're just tough. So we try to emulate that. And I feel like that's the way they went in the draft. They wanted a bunch of tough players. And, you know, defense is going to win the game. So. Is that what they're coaching to you, that like offense is important, but defense is, is what wins games? Yeah, defense is definitely the most important on our team. Okay, perfect. With watching film, is that something that your team is doing on your own, or is that sort of you're, you're being given the directive, like we need you guys to be watching film and understanding how the game's played? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. You know, the leaders on the team got to make sure everyone's watching film, and then coach brings us into the film room and we watch it. So we really just get extra film which is needed. How did it feel to be named a co-captain for the Griffs? I saw that recently. Was that an exciting moment? And do you take that leadership role seriously? Yeah, that was that, you know, that's the biggest thing right now is making sure all my guys are never late to practice on the same page, you know, getting work in and, you know, keeping that energy up, a bunch of things go into it. So I'm proud to be 
a captain for sure. Wonderful. Um, and in terms of team morale, how is everyone feeling uh, at this moment in time? This is your last week before training moves to the Thomas and Mack Center. Is there any nerves about it? things are really starting to ramp up or is everyone still, uh, we've just got to get through this and get to the, the game time? Yeah, I think we just focus on getting better every day. And, you know, our guys don't really get nervous. We're, we know that we're coached well. We put in the work, so we're just ready to go for that first week. Great. And about with the moving center, do you think that's going to change anything about the training schedule? Uh, we actually live closer to there than we do to go to training, <laughs> so it might make it actually a little bit better. More rest, that's the important part. Yeah, more rest, yeah. <laughs> Is that sure. everyone lives closer or just the, the Griffin's house? Just our house, yeah. Okay, good for you then. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else can suffer. <laughs> mm-hmm. In terms of your time prior to prior to joining the league, prior to this preseason, uh, I mentioned earlier you were all county for high jump in your senior year of high school, correct? Yep. How important have athletes with springy legs been as part of slam ball? Because that was one of my big questions before I was diving into the training videos. You can assume so much, but I wasn't sure if trampolines would be like a, a big unifier. Like it didn't matter what your vertical was outside trampolines, the trampolines would unify everyone. Is that the case or is having springy legs on the floor just as important? So my problem was in the beginning, I would try to jump off the trampoline instead of letting the trampoline, you know, push me up into the air. So once you figure that out, then having the vertical will really help. So I see people, you know, with a 50 inch vertical and they figured it out and they're flying way above the backboard. So it definitely helps. That understanding that the trampoline's propelling you, you're not jumping off it. Was that something you had to come to on your own or is that being coached into all the guys? Uh, it was coached. You know, we have a guy named Pat who's like an expert on the trampolines and he would film me and show me what I was doing wrong. You know, one thing with me was my chest was down when I was on the trampoline. So now I'm keeping my chest up and I'm getting a lot more air. Do you find that that's also, I assume if you've got your chest down, you're not able to see the offense coming as well do you find that your visibility is better now that you've been coached to do that yeah definitely that helps a lot okay um you focused on football once you left high school but looking at your high school basketball numbers you were averaging 20 points per game and 10 rebounds per game why the decision to focus on football instead of basketball so i was a center in basketball and you know to get to a good like a division one college playing center you know i might have had to be a little bit taller but to play, you know, basketball and get an offer, I would have probably switched to shooting guard or something, small forward. And I really would have had to work on my handles and shooting. So I already had the skill set at football to get a scholarship. So I just went with that. And actually, my first year, I tried uh, to play basketball as well, but ended up just sticking with football. Was that was it tough trying to balance both or was it just that you felt you weren't translating well enough to college basketball? Uh, I tried out, uh, they had like a walk-on tryout and I didn't make it. So I just decided to put all my all into football cause I knew I wanted to play pro after. So I just really focused on that and I ended up playing intramural basketball for the four years. So I still got to play that and work on football. So you mentioned that you need, if you were going to switch positions, you'd have had to work on your handling. Do you think that's improved in the time since? Do you feel more comfortable with that now? Yeah, definitely. And even just being here, we worked on our handling a lot for the first week. And we had a street ball legend named uh, Bone Collector. He was there helping us. So 
yeah, I think it definitely improved. Is he a good teacher? Because my assumption with some streetball players that it's just they they're so focused on their own craft that it's hard to then explain that to someone else. Or was he quite good at giving you a basic understanding of what you can and can't do? Yeah, he was really good, really uh, thorough on what he wanted to see. He had a bunch of drills for us and he trained NBA players too. So he was definitely very knowledgeable and helped me out a lot. Great. You talked earlier about the 2020 Indoor Football League season was cancelled due to COVID. Um, one of the players that was supposed to be on your team for that was Justin Holmes, fellow player for the Griffs. Have you guys, had you guys been able to train together before the season was cancelled in 2020? Uh, yeah, we were, um, you know, going through training camp. Our offense was looking really good. Me and him were both starting wide receivers and we were both leaders on that team. So that translated right to this. And Actually, we were in the Super 24 meeting, like before everything started, I got a tap on my shoulder and I looked back and it was Justin. So I was like, wow, that's what a coincidence. Like out of 24 people in the whole U.S., I know this guy, like it was pretty crazy to see. Were you happy that you were drafted to the same team or did you expect that might happen because there was already a relationship there? Uh, I did not expect that, but after I realized that, I was very excited and we told Coach right away, we were like, hey, look, we were already on the same football team before, like we got chemistry. So this is really good opportunity for us. Has that chemistry translated onto the slam ball court as well? Or is it still more, more about leadership than it is about complementary play? Yeah, it definitely translated. You know, we're both the captains on this team. So we already have an understanding of what we want to see from the guys. So I think it translated really well. One of the other things you said about that 2020 cancelled season was that coming out of quarantine, your personal fitness was at an all-time high because you'd just been able to focus on clean eating and, and getting some reps in at a home gym. Do you still feel like you've maintained that or now that the world's gone a bit more back to normal, has it been harder to maintain that highest level physical peak? Yeah, COVID really changed my life for the better. You know, I've got into that peak physical shape, shape and I stayed there for the past three years. So it's I've figured it out and just stuck with it. It's, you've been able to maintain it. That's great. Yep, same exact weight for three years. And makes changing to a completely different sport a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because uh, I would go into some football seasons and I'd have to lose a little weight or gain a little weight. But I got here and, you know, I feel perfect. So I right. like where I'm at. You stayed in the Indoor Football League for a number of years. You joined the Cedar Rapids Titans in 2017, I believe. And then you were with the yep. Iowa Barnstormers until last season. Yeah, 2021. 2021. Okay, what was that environment like? What was that league like? What was it like to be a player for the IFL? Yeah, that was my NFL. You know, I didn't make it to the NFL out of college, so I was like, I'm going to treat this as if I'm in the NFL. So right out of college, I uh, did a lot of research on it, made a highlight tape, sent it out, ended up getting a call about a month after I graduated college, went right to Cedar Rapids and played out in Iowa for the next five years. Was that something that you were comfortable in that environment or was it still something that you had to work to get to? Were you comfortable straight out of college or was it there was a learning curve to doing indoor football versus field? Yeah, it was really tough. I'd say the uh, the part to me that was the craziest was just the guys who they brought into camp. You know, it was wide receivers from Ohio State, you know, all these Division One colleges and former NFL guys. And, you know, I ended up making the team and they ended up getting cut. And I was like, 
just a two-year starter at a Division two school. So that was, uh, you know, that really made me feel good, made me knew that I was supposed to be there. And then I just kept making plays to keep myself there and help our team. Did coaching staff explain to you why you were making the cut when other players weren't? What was the key thing that they were pointing out to you? Uh, I never dropped a pass in camp. You know, I was going up and making plays. I was going up and getting the ball over, you know, a bunch of Division One cornerbacks and defensive backs. I was going up and catching it over them. I was making like one-handed catches. And, you know, another big thing is showing up on time every day. You know, I was just a natural leader. So I like that. Like you said, your last season was 2021. Why did you move away from the indoor football league? So I played five years and, you know, I honestly kind of fell out of, uh, fell out of love with it. You know, I wasn't getting any NFL looks or even Canadian football looks. So I just decided to basically move on in my life because I was healthy. So it was just at the point where I was ready to move on in my life, basically. What did you do in the time between ending your indoor football league career and joining Slam Ball? What was your focus in that time? So I moved to Raleigh, North Carolina, where my family lives. So I got to, you know, spend time with family. And then my friends actually started a construction business. So I got to work for them, too, and got into the construction build business, building houses and stuff like that. So I did that and worked out, played a lot of golf, too. So Played a lot of golf? Excellent. Yeah. So with um with that element with being able to work out being able to work in construction, what was then the decision? Was it just the fact that you got a, a message one day that said, "Hey, Slam Ball might be coming back. Would you be interested?" Yeah, that was as soon as I got that text message. I was like, "I can't. I, this has got to be fake." <laughs> so I said yes anyway, and I was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna say yes, and if it's fake or if it doesn't happen, then it doesn't matter." But then, you know, Rob kept calling me each week and was like, you ready to quit your job and stuff like that? Like, <laughs> I'm ready whenever you tell me. So, and it all ended up working out and it was the best decision I could have made. You're really happy with it. So that's really good to hear. Um, this is this is me being uh, very honestly, I am a basketball fan more than I'm a football fan. My knowledge base for football is is somewhat weak and I'm still trying to learn on the fly to understand better what you guys coming into the Slam Ball League are presenting as former football athletes, right? So from my looking at it, you're a much bigger guy than a lot of the defensive football players that are part of Slam Ball. So why did you end up playing a wide receiver role? To me, that's for small, fast guys. Why were you put in that position? Yep, so for my size, you know, I'm very athletic. A lot of guys like me you know, might not have played basketball or ran track and did stuff like that. So I feel like my basketball background helped me be a good wide receiver because, you know, getting open uh, and crossing over the DB is like crossing somebody over in basketball. It's really the same thing. And then uh, I just, the way I can jump and run, I guess, helped me translate to be a good wide receiver. Great. Great. I've got a couple of questions that um, I did, forgot to mention to this to you earlier. I've just got what I've referred to as miscellaneous questions, things that I wanted to ask, but they didn't fit into my, pre-slam ball, pre-season, whatever. So my first one is you don't like putting captions on your Instagram posts. Why is that? Because <laughs> I, I feel like I go back and look at it and I do not feel the same way about something that I was writing. So I figure, you know, don't have any caption and let people think what they want of the post. So 
I like that a lot better. I feel like, you know, let people make their own type of caption on my pictures. Let the image speak for itself as well. Yep, there you go. Okay, awesome. Um, Something you said in an interview uh, with the Iowa Barnstormers was that the show you were binge watching was One Piece. So I do need mm-hmm. to ask, are you are you an anime fan in general or just One Piece? Huge anime fan, yeah. Okay, what are some uh, other shows? Yeah, my little brother actually got me into it about, I would say in 2019, and I started with Naruto. Okay, that's so a I, big one. I watched too. that. Yep, I watched every episode of that, binge watched that. I uh, like Hunter Hunter you know, Jujutsu Kaisen, a lot of the new animes. And then, you know, even back when I was a kid, I was watching Dragon Ball Z, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon. So a lot of that. I think a lot of those shows, for for me at least, you don't, when you're a kid, you don't realize why they're different from like other cartoons. And you get older, Mm. you're like, oh, okay, these can be watched in a a different way as well. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, it's honestly changed my life. The way I look at life is, you know, based on a lot of those animes. In what way, like the, the way that they talk about the different ways you can approach life or what is it about them that's improved? Yeah, kind of like like never giving up. It's like your mentality basically changes after watching those shows, honestly. The the going going uh super dragon. I I tried yeah. to make a Dragon Ball Z reference. I could have done any other show. Yeah, that super I Saiyan, watched. yeah. Super Saiyan. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get cooked for that. That was terrible. <laughs> It's all right. It's all right. It's the only one of those that I've well, I've not seen Hunter Hunter or Jujutsu Kaisen either, but they are on my like list of things to see. So I could have tried One Piece. That's the one that I am watching right now. Ah, oh well. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And like you know, the adventure of it and all that. Like I'm on a new adventure right now, playing Slam Ball. So I go about it the same way. Perfect. What's something that most people might not know about you? Uh, they might not even expect that that is a part of your personality or or something that you like to do. I like to play guitar. You know, me and my uh, roommate back home, we played, uh, he plays drums, I play guitar, and we were jamming every weekend, you know, all night, making a lot of music and stuff like that. You know, not really taking it serious, just having fun with it. So that might be something not a lot of people know. Did you bring the guitar with you to Vegas? I didn't, you know, I forgot a lot of things. I didn't bring my Xbox, I didn't bring my guitar, so... You had so many weeks of Rob calling you. You could have prepared. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I just feel like I wanted to enjoy the experience and, you know, not be stuck in my room playing Xbox or guitar. So focus everything on. On that, actually, how has team bonding been going in the Griffin's house? Do you guys spend a lot of time together? Yeah. Our our group of guys is are awesome. You know, we all sit out back at the pool and talk about, you know, life and stuff like that. You know, nobody has a big ego on our team, so it's all been working out really well. Even outside of watching film or strategy meetings and things, are you guys talking about slam ball? Are you talking about the sport and sort of, oh, we could do this, or that was really good what you did in practice? Is it still something you're talking about? Yeah, we mention it in basically every conversation. Something links to slam ball, so I like to see that. But we also know when to take a break from it and, you know, just enjoy being out here. Awesome. I want to ask you some questions about the 2023 season now as we're approaching uh, Bounce Off officially, which is coming next week on the 21st of July. Um, as a stopper, what is your main focus going for going for, going for for a block? Are you aiming for the ball or are you just aiming for the man coming at you? So for me, it's the timing thing we talked about. I try to mirror when they jump into the trampoline, I'm pretending I'm dunking too. So that way we meet right at the apex at the perfect time 
and then I'm trying to get all ball and make the cleanest block I can because I, I feel like that, you know, kind of diminishes them a little bit when it's clean like that. It sends a message. It's like, I don't need yeah. to hit you. I can if I want, but I don't need to. I can get the ball. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Have you and had any Have you had any in training that you've not posted yet that were just incredible, incredible stops? Yeah, I have a bunch of videos. I, it's uh, tough not to post them all, but, you know, I'm going to post the game film. So I'm going to okay. let the game film talk. Yeah. I was going to say, just do it. Just let everyone know. Yeah. People on notice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm over here saying you're a potential all-star. You need to put everything out there. <laughs> yeah, I got I got it. So maybe I will. Would you like to be involved in the league next season? Or are you sort of thinking this is a one-time deal? Oh, I I would play this till I'm 35, maybe even 40 years old. So Inch, I'm going to stick Jackson around for He played till he was 40. Yeah, exactly. And I'm a stopper. So, you know, I'm not really running up and down the court too much. So. I feel like if I take care of my body, I can play this for a long time. We talked earlier about um, if you were nervous being the only stopper. With the addition of uh, Nathan Kostjens, um, has that, I know you said that you'd be happy to play all, all the game, every game, but has that been somewhat relieving, having a new guy that could potentially take over for you if need be? Yeah, and I honestly love teaching him how to play stopper. You know, it helps me out and it makes him look good, you know, and if I ever have to go out, I'm comfortable with him being in there. So that really helps. How did that work with, obviously, you've had two members of your team leave and two new members join. What was that like for you guys in terms of you'd already built this this team camaraderie and it was changing a little bit? What was that experience like? Yeah, they were two really good guys. You know, two of my friends, we were friends with them. But and the, at the end of the day, it's a professional sport. So, you know, you can't let somebody take your job. So it's really on you basically so you just got to make sure you know when you're at the top it's harder to stay there than it is you know to get there I feel like were those guys just not not being able to keep up with training uh so I feel like this was like a league decision you know we're trying to make the competition you know equal around the league so if they see these guys don't fit here they might put them somewhere else and vice versa Okay, so they're just moving things around to try and make it as evenly distributed as possible? Okay. Yeah. What do you think your personal biggest strengths are going into the season? And what are some weaknesses you maybe still want to work on as we approach uh, the beginning of the 2023 season? Uh, I'll start with my weaknesses. I feel like I could, like I said, I, you know, I've been, I had my chest down on the tramp. I tried to jump off the tramp, so... For me, it's just the outside trampoline dunks. I want to be able to get up higher, you know, be able to do more in the air so I can get around the stopper if I ever have to come and uh, down the court and dunk. And then I would say my strengths are definitely my timing. And I can, on the bottom tramp, I can jump up high. You know, I can get my mid back at the rim level. And, you know, if I'm up there, then really nobody can dunk on me. So I feel like that along with my mindset is some of my strengths in terms of the um offense just now do you feel like the timing is also helping you on that end knowing when to go to get in the stoppers way yeah definitely and i'm letting the guys know you know what i see as a stopper they might see as well so i'll tell them you know cut here cut there pass there at certain times when you know i feel like the stopper will be distracted okay awesome and then what are your hopes for the griffins 
as a team this season? What are your expectations? Yeah, I want us to get this first championship. That's number one. I want us to stay healthy and, you know, leave everything out on the floor. Don't have any regrets at the end of the season. Do you have any sort of goals for games won? Like, do you want to try and win all of the games possible? Or is it just so long as we win the championship, that's the main goal? Yeah, definitely win all the games possible. You know, uh, you play, you have a chance to play two games per night. You know, you win your first one and then you play in the second one. So we don't want to be the team that's just playing one game every night. We'd rather play two and, you know, win each day. Okay. And then finally, my final question, what are some goals or expectations you have for yourself on a personal level this season and I guess in slam ball in general? Yeah, I'd love to win MVP this season. You know, uh, if I'm averaging a lot of blocks a game, it's a good thing and a bad thing because that means my team is not doing their part, keeping the guys out of the trampolines, but it means I'm doing a good job blocking all the shots. So on it, obviously, I'd like to have the most blocks, win MVP, and just be a good leader to my team. Those are kind of my only goals, you know, just make sure everyone's being led well. Team player and co-captain of the Griffins of the Slamball League, thank you so much, Connor, for taking time to speak to me today. Is there anything you want to leave the fans with as we finish this interview? Uh, get ready, we got nine days, so it's going to be a movie. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much.